Kingdom Ministries podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Our podcast is listener supported and we welcome your donations. Kingdom Ministries equips and empowers you to continue Jesus's ministry of the kingdom of God through resources like this podcast, as well as in-person training and online articles. To get started, visit us at kingdomtools.org. He's saying, and literally it says this, let us not be led into a trap of the enemy. Let us not be led into a trap, but deliver us from the evil one. There is more to the Lord's Prayer than what meets the eyes, at least at first. In this series, Keith Martins teaches a Fresno church on the Lord's Prayer, sharing insights from its authoritative language, the picture it paints of God's will for His people, as well as how we can apply it to our daily lives. In part four of this series, Keith focuses on the line from the Lord's Prayer that says, deliver us from evil, and teaches us how we can apply it to our lives practically. And then we get to this thing, now, which is a little bit more somber, we're going to take some time. We're not going to cover this tonight, but this part about forgive us our sins, as we also have forgiven those who sinned against us. Or another way of saying it, Lord, as we extend forgiveness, or maybe we receive forgiveness proportionate to the forgiveness that we've given. In other words, as you've forgiven me, I'm going to forgive them. And we're going to talk about how to do that in a way that you don't have to feel like doing it. We're going to talk about it in a way where you can get over that hurdle of it being too much. I'll never forget, after teaching and explaining this, I had a, a, a lady came up to one of our prayer people at a former church years ago, and she goes, the Lord wants me to, today to forgive the person who murdered my son, my only son. I go, oh, I am not worthy. I mean, if you can do that, I don't know what tops that. I really don't know what tops that. I go, oh, God, give me more faith. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that was the Holy Spirit, obviously, right? But I think it frees people to understand what that means and how to do that, okay? And not in a generic sort of way, not in a way that's fake, not in a way that you feel bad about feelings you have after. Because, you know, if you... You know, if you shot off my arm accidentally, show me your new toy or gun or whatever you got, and I could forgive you, but now I can't play catch with my son anymore. I can't do a lot of things. My life has completely changed because of what happened, and I can't change that, even though I forgive you. So I'm going to be upset some days. I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to go, what a bonehead. Why do you do that? I'm going to relive that event. But the thing about forgiveness is now you've chosen to release that judgment to God. It's like, you know, I, I, I put that on you for you to take care of. I'm, I'm taking the IOU and I'm tearing it up saying, that person doesn't owe me anything anymore and I renounce my judgments that I've made against that person. Because that's really your place, God. And you're going to feel things. You're going to think about things. And that's human to do. Forgive and forget is impossible and you know that if you've tried to you know that's impossible. Only God is able to do that, and I think only in the sense that he doesn't, he doesn't remember in the sense that he holds us against us, it, where he, you know, it's a thing, uh, a barrier as we confess our sins. So we're going to get into that a little bit more. But then he talks about, uh, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I like Matthew here because the article is often added. In other words, not just delivers from evil in general, but delivers from the evil one. 
Now let me ask you, what assurance in life do you have about safety? I think many believers, whether conscious or unconscious, think that safety is kind of a crapshoot, really. You know, I mean, I could be killed in a car accident going home today, right? What assurance really do I have? And I think with that kind of thinking, and again, you know, it's always easy for the person that's lived a relatively safe life to stand up here and say those things, just like the other person, oh, it's God's will for you always to be well and healthy and, and you know, like you've had 15 cups of coffee, every, you know, a day and you're amped up and excited. Well, that's great when you already feel that way. You know, but when you get a diagnosed with cancer, and someone say, oh, you'd be cancer-free, you don't, need the drug. you don't need to do anything, you know, whatever, you got, you know, healthy. I go, well, that's easy for you to say, you're not sick, right? But now, to be able to say that God, here in this situation, let us not be led into a trap, but delivers from the evil one in regard to safety. Now, Psalm 91 is a classic, you can start with that one. Psalm 91, I just take you there right away. If you want to take that at home, and that's something you can say, now, Lord, because you have said, and the interesting thing, if you do a little background on Psalm 91, the language that David uses in that psalm, or the psalmist uses in there, I'm not sure it's a psalm of David, but it might be, I just don't know in this moment, but that psalm is unique in the sense that he's talking, the language there, the imagery, the words, it talks about both physical and spiritual protection, Okay? And so, based on that, and, you know, he will command his angels, well, Lord, that's what you said, so therefore will you do that for my kids? I'll never forget, maybe you haven't heard this story, maybe some of you have, but just pull it up to my, with my son at school to drop him off one day, and I had a friend that was very discerning that we were working with. Uh, she had a lot of spiritual gifts, and she goes, ah, that's weird. I go, what? And she goes, well, why is your son the only kid on the playground with an angel with him right now that I can see? I go, wow, that's cool. I don't know. Lord, why is that? And right away she said, because you asked. And this was a Christian school. Okay? So now I don't know if you buy that. I don't know what to make of that. But I go, okay, well, then I'm going to ask all the time, Lord. And that's something we could ask, right? And the Bible says what? Lord, I, I, you said you command your angels concerning us to guard us in all of our ways so our foot will not slip. Even though 10,000 may fall aside, that's kind of the spiritual part of it, right? But then there's physical protection there. Because he loves me later, it says, Lord, he says, because you love me, you'll protect me and watch over me. And you will satisfy me with the long life. Because you love me. That's cool. Lord, because you love me, you protect me. We protect my children, you watch over them. You know, and so I, I think we can exercise faith in that air. But now here, uh, not only in spiritual realities, and David talks about that, you know, those he talks about spiritual realities, you know, those 10,000 faith follow my side, the, the, the tempest, uh, forget the other words, the other translations right now. But he's saying, and literally it says this, let us not be led into a trap of the enemy. Let us not be led into a trap, but deliver us from the evil one. Do you realize that all the public prayers of Jesus and the one he taught us, there's a shout out to the enemy. I believe that we should take note of that in John 17 too, not that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. That every prayer that we pray in this pattern, not every single prayer, although it wouldn't hurt, but in our pattern of prayers, we begin to follow the model of Jesus, that we begin to include some reference about the acknowledgement that we need to be delivered from being trapped or tested or assaulted by the enemy. And now I would add, because Christ has given us authority, that we should also say, and, and I want you to do this all the time. I mean, 
throw out something. So our Father in heaven, we honor your name. And so like tonight, well, Lord, because we want to honor your name, we forbid. See, this is the other side. This is the end. And if there's anything that would hinder us from honoring or hallowing the name of God or Jesus or our communion with him, we forbid your influence. You have no place here. You're not going to mix in with our deal here, right? And Lord, um, give us today our daily bread. Lord, I need a job. I claim your provision based on your promises that we've already mentioned. Now, in Jesus' name, Satan, I forbid you from using people that are already subject to you that are not in Christ. How easy is this? They have no protection. They've got no barrier. You're a child of God. He's interested in you and destroying your life and, and, and keeping you from blessings and causing discouragement. So when you go for that interview, if you don't, if you don't do a sound check or you know, a spirit check in there before you go in... There's nothing checked in that person interview. He can just get a vibe from me he doesn't like. The enemy could be there literally, invisible, speaking, say, don't hire this person. Or pick out something about you. Or cause your paper to be lost or overlooked. I've seen this hundreds and hundreds of times in different situations. That's why it's imperative we pray, Lord, deliver us from any trap or test of the enemy. And for my part, because Jesus gave me authority, I also forbid those things in Jesus' name in order that God's purpose will be fulfilled, that I will have the provision that I need. Have you ever thought about that? If Jesus said, if you pray for things in my name and agree and make a claim on it, you'll have what you ask for. Why is it then that you don't get those things that you pray in Jesus' name and agree and ask for? Have you ever thought about dealing with the barriers? The disciples were praying, oh, Lord, help us when in the storm, Right. But it wasn't until Jesus said, look, here's what you're supposed to do. Be still. Be quiet. Be still. The same words he uses, again, in the aorist imperative, that tense, giving an order that's consistent with God's word. Be quiet. Be still. It's the exact same words in the Greek that he uses for demon on occasion. Be quiet. Be still. Or be bound. Stop it. And so now, if, if that's the case, then... We want to step into those things. Maybe part of this is spiritual. If, and that's the beauty again of that word if. Jeanette's favorite word. If there's something spiritual that's hindering me for getting this job of being, getting the runaround all the time or getting skipped over, then in Jesus' name I forbid it. Or whatever situation you're praying for. Gabish, does that make sense? Okay. So deliver us from the evil. Let us not be led into a trap or a test is another way of saying it. Uh, but deliver us. Free us from the enemy's influence. And Paul says later, I don't want you to be ignorant of the devil's schemes. And sometimes pray. And we command in Jesus' name that the enemy's schemes be exposed so that we don't fall into that trap. I was aware of that this week. The things I, I have to prioritize, I felt like, okay, Lord, what do I do? You know, just sometimes I get overwhelmed with all this stuff. I go, okay. And then I get caught up in things I really don't need to be doing. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to trim the ivy around my house this week. But being the fact that we're leaving Friday morning for ministry, it's, you know, if I think about it, I, no, I don't really have to do that. You know what I mean? I don't have to. I want to. Or there's things like that. Or, or the enemy uses somebody to press you on something. I go, oh, man, it's kind of like an urgent situation. I go, I should respond. And I pray, and I go, no. And then sometimes I'll call, like, the next day or two days later and go, hey, Sorry, it took me so long to get back and go, oh, no, man, I was all taken care of. But it was one of those panic calls on their part. And I go, it was good that I checked with the Lord, right? Don't let it be trap of the enemy. In other words, something that might distract you from fulfilling God's purpose at a certain time. 
Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Ministries podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode on the Lord's Prayer. Did you know we have an app? You can access all of our resources and even listen to this podcast all in one place. To download, please visit us at kingdomtools.org.